3: Good evening and welcome to Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard on Christmas Eve Giovanni van Bronker says Rangers disagree with but respect the decision to bring forward the winter break Ange Postacoglu says he doesn't look at the league table when judging the progress of his side And Tony Watts signing a pre-contract with Dundee United and leaving Motherwell I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight Is Jim Duffy And Hugh Evans. The fans say What we hope Will be a temporary
4: Farewell To the Premiership This weekend But The excitement Is still stacking up Celtic need to get over That awful result In Paisley On Wednesday night When they go to Perth On Sunday One more false move In the title race And they could be done for Whether Ange Postacoglu Looks at the table Or not Unless of course Jim Goodwin's Emergency 11 Have another Big target in mind At Ibrooks They certainly won't be Intimidated by the Big
3: crowd Gordon Jim Duffy It's been quite the week In Scottish football Off the pitch On the pitch And everywhere else In between It's Never a dull day
5: Yeah, the last time I was on, and uh, I was employed, now I'm unemployed So that's one thing that happens in football very quickly um, But, you know, as far as the, the top level football is concerned Yeah, I mean, there's the, the debate of whether we've sh- uh, shut down a bit earlier or not I personally think we should have um, You know, I think it's, it's better at this moment in time And let's reassess things in a few weeks' time um, But from Celtic's point of view Poor result against um, St Mirren uh, St Mirren, Jim Goodman said he thinks he might have a couple of players back but nevertheless a tremendous performance from uh, you know his side Who were decimated by illness and injury
3: Look at this guy, he's been here, he's seen it and done it And he's making jokes about losing his job the week before Christmas, Hugh Keevans See, an
5: old campaigner, he
3: knows he'll be back somewhere Sometime soon, the Duff will return <laughs> 01419511025 That is the number you need to get in touch with the guys tonight So please let's do it Nice way to celebrate Christmas Eve Speaking to you lot about everything that's going on in Scottish football Pick up the phone And let us know I mean every night this week We've we've kicked the backside Out of this winter break <laughs> And bringing it forward Giovanni van Bronker's Had his say So if we're, if we're not done yet on it Then feel free The number is there uh, Ange Postacoglu Talking about where Celtic are at Tony Watt Signing a pre-contract With Dundee United Thinking of one or two Motherwell fans That might not be Best pleased with that news So if you want to get it Off your chest Do pick up the phone and let us know I suppose on Christmas Eve You could just call in and tell us What should be on your team's Christmas list That may be a nice way to get us thinking About the January window Since we're not going to be uh, Looking forward to as many games imminently As we otherwise would have What is on your team's Christmas list What do you need What does your team need Brought down the chimney tomorrow morning To help with the second half of the season Here's a, a bit of a question for you to kick us off 0141 951 One o two five. So whether it was right or wrong Or or somewhere in between Hugh and We've been there and we'll probably get to it What we do know is we just We don't have as many festive fixtures to look forward to Um, But we do have this weekend And and that is important Yeah, Uh, and
4: there are important fixtures I mean, to go back over the Paisley result for Celtic It was wasteful in the extreme It was careless in the extreme I do credit Uh, Dennis Linus in the St Mirren goal Dean, don't don't change his name Dean I credit him with having had a great night Starting off with the the save from Mikey Johnson Which seemed to set the tone for the whole evening So well done to St Mirren Under extraordinary circumstances They got a point Very costly drop of two points for Celtic When they go to Perth They have no margin for error at all Now, uh, you know Ange Postacoglu says he doesn't look at the league table Well I I just don't believe managers when they say that They must look at the league table They must know he's six points behind Rangers Uh, Rangers have the St Mirren phenomenon Coming to their doorstep On Sunday And uh, They will be mindful Of what happened against Celtic And they won't want to repeat that mistake And then as you say Tony Watts gone off to Dundee United Or signed a pre-contract with them Uh, So you get a bit of stick Is it the mother boys? Do I have the right to terminology there? <laughs> well boys, you're close Well boys The well boys might have it in for Tony Watt uh, uh, Unless of course In the transfer window in January Dundee United cough up And get him to go to Tannadise
3: Right now Yeah come on then Let's hear from you on this Christmas Eve show 01419511025 Lots of talking points Lots of topics out there uh, Regarding today's news or this week's news So whatever your thoughts are Let's hear it 01419511025 And for a bit of fun If you're bored of moaning and arguing And disagreeing over the winter break Then you could always just tell us What should be on your team's Christmas list What do you need? Pick up the phone and let us know Uh, Giovanni Van Bronker says They as a club were clear in their arguments About not wanting to move the winter break However, he says they need to respect The decision that's been made
6: well, it's been, as you said, it's been busy. I mean, it's, uh, obviously, we uh, heard the news that uh, Boxing Day was only 500 people. Of course, the decision to, uh, to move the winter break, um, you know, after Boxing Day. Uh, I think we were clear uh, as, a, as a club uh, that we uh, had our arguments, our standing point in, in uh, playing on, of course, the last uh, two games before the break. But uh, the decision is made by, by the board and by the league. So uh, we respect the decisions and we move forward. So we're concentrating on, on, uh, on the game on Sunday uh, against Sid Mirren. After that, we will have uh, time with our families and to rest. And then we start again in January to prepare ourselves for the second half of the season. Now, there's been a lot brought
3: into that discussion. Some of it about players that may or may not be available when rearranged fixtures come around but the manager of Rangers says he's relaxed about the prospect of losing players to international call-ups after the restart he says it happens and there's no point in being frustrated about it
6: no not at all it's just the way football is it's i mean of course you have always like uh games and international games so it's it's obviously it's already be there like uh as as normal of course you want to have all your players available but you also know that Sometimes the international calendar is uh, is not uh, synchronized with the league, so it's just the way it is, and uh, you know we have to uh, take it as it as it comes and to uh, to play the games, you know, with 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 eleven players and uh, you know seven players on the bench, but you know it's it's just the way it's. So frustration for me is not the good word. It's just you know handling the situation as it comes.
4: Giovanni Van Van Broadcast is far too calm and measured (laughs) for this part of cloud cuckoo land here. Uh, But of course, he's absolutely right. For example, Celtic are bringing in three Japanese players in the transfer window. The work permits, as I understand it, are done. So there'll be four Japanese players uh, under Ange Postacoglu from January onwards. What if they all go away to play for Japan? This is modern day football. If you sign players who... Qualified to play in the Africa Cup of Nations Or who play for Australia On the other side of the world
5: Or who play for Japan in Asia That's the way it is folks yeah, I mean, I think you know, Giovanni van Bronckhorst. Um, I think was a breath of fresh air there, the way the way he did with it. You know, as is, is, is Hugh said, very calm, very measured, understanding that you're a top club, you're going to sign international players from all over the world. And as he as he said there, you know, that doesn't all coincide with the Scottish football calendar. So you've got to you've got to be able to deal with it. You you will lose players. That's the reason why you've got a big squad, a strong squad, an academy. You know, shows that um, you know you've got top young players pushing their way through. You've got players that can, um, you know, fill the gaps when your other key players are missing. And as I said, I think it's um, you know it's, it's a good understanding of, of of where we are, and you know it's not just the the you know the old firm. It can be affected. There, Is no, it not? Well, in in Scotland, perhaps, but I'm just talking about in general in football in general. There are there are. If you look at Liverpool, for instance, their top players will be missing maybe the African Cup of Nations and things like that. So, listen, it's, it happens to, to teams, uh, and I think you've just, just got to deal with it. I think the argument here, Gordon, is, or the argument the debate is, the fact is that, you know, obviously the games have been pushed back that couple of weeks. So, for instance, the Old Firm game would have been played uh, next week, but now it won't be played to the beginning of uh, February. So, that, that's, I think, that is always going to be the debate here.
3: 01419511025. oh one four one nine five one one oh two five Andy's a Rangers fan, first of all. You got a Christmas wish list for your team, Andy?
7: Uh, Christmas wish list is um Giovanni. I mean, Jim hit it in the nail there. He is so calm. You know, I mean he's no an overreaction. I mean a lot of managers would have said about like, some of the players going away and things like that, about um, oh that, that shouldn't have been the case or whatever, it should have the game should have been played. No, but he, he's so calm for this, this area of the world now, you know. My wish list is maybe a couple of defenders. Um, I know I've got Cattage. I think it is. It's Sabine and Loan and things like that, so. Maybe bring him back. But um, that, that's my wish list. But what I'm, what I'm, really well, let's, onto-
3: de- let's deal with that first, Andy. And you can more than welcome to come back in, uh, Hugh. I get the feeling on the phones that Rangers fans feel like Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was the. The early Christmas present Uh Now the rest of the season Will tell us Whether that that was the case or not But that's certainly The way they feel about them At at this moment I know It was a tight
4: squeak Against Dundee United Last weekend However I think it's feasible That Rangers will go From now Until the end of the season And not Lose a game Not win every game But will not lose A league game I think so You know Andy's entitled To have his preference and, And it is for defenders But uh, I'm not sure that Rangers are that far short of having a squad that, that they can take care of the rest of the season without additions. There'll be no subtractions uh, because they seem to be digging their heels in and no one will leave. Even Joe Aribo, who's attracting all manner of interest. Uh, but I'm not sure Rangers actually need anybody.
3: Um, Rangers fans everywhere are devastated to hear that because your predictions are... Fairly ropey to, to, Erratic To, to, to be, Erratic is to be word kind word. Um, Andy's talking about You know Maybe signing a centre back I think halander is Back training himself Jim He will rejoin The, the team training Shortly after the break Was the, the Announcement from Giovanni Van Bronkers today There is an option To recall Katic in January Whether that happens or not What do you make of Andy's Christmas list?
5: Yeah, I mean, I think there's obviously still a little bit of speculation over Conor Golson, um, but I think that since Giovanni Van Broeker's come in and he's tweaked the shape a little bit, Rangers have hardly lost a goal. I mean, their, their defensive record has been very good uh, under Giovanni Van Broeker, so I think from that point of view, Calvin Bassi's come in and did a very good job there. We I mean, you know he's not a natural. Um, maybe left centre back, but certainly, certainly more than able deputy at this moment in time. Hollander I think, will be back probably with another three or four weeks. So the the winter break might might help him the early winter break. But I, I, yeah, I mean, a club at Rangers again might be one other, maybe other centre back if they could bring someone in just to just to give him that little bit of cover because obviously after January you've got not you don't have the option then after if you do get an injury or or any issues. So yeah, I think that might be one area. But other than that. I mean, uh, as I said, uh, I, I wouldn't be, be quite as bold as Hugh and say he wouldn't lose a game, but... Not, know, I th- not many
3: would, that's that's, that's <laughs> well, was at, well,
5: obviously, I was at the game on Sunday and I, I think just as Hib scored, we mentioned that I heard him um, say, well, I like, think that'll be the only <laughs> goal. Oh, wait a minute, it's another goal here. Yeah. So I don't think the sentence had finished yet by the time Celtic had scored. So, yeah, I mean, listen, it's a, it's a, a situation where... Um, Rangers have got a strong squad Marielis is back uh, you know, Scoring goals Um, They've got plenty of options Uh, Ryan Kenton looks if he's back Close to his top form Maribo's been sensational So yeah, there's been a lot of positives um, Since uh, Giovanni came uh, into the team Uh, Sorry, into Take Charge Um, And I think Andy's obviously Just looking at the bigger picture And and just getting that little bit extra cover
3: Uh, Andy, I know you had a second point You were keen to make So take it away
7: My second point is if there was ever a team that was not a one man team, but like a two man team, you've got Jota. I know I'm talking about Celtic, I'm a ranger sport, but I'm talking about Celtic here, right? Kyogo was patched up and put into the final and he won the final for Celtic last weekend. Um but if the long term injuries and I know there's players going to be coming for Japan and you know, all and things like that but they're not gonna there's no guarantee that they're gonna hit the ground the same as Kyogo, right? But after the weekend there, we Kyogo out, uh Hart out, Jota out and St Martin being a patched up team And having to bring youth players in For um, well, we call them For youth teams and things like that And end up getting a draw After the weekend there I'm convinced Right now The league is over I think Rangers will go on To strength to strength And what you said there I agree with them 100% I don't think Rangers will win every game Between now and the end of the season But I don't think they'll lose Another game The league's
3: over already Six points Before we've even reached Christmas Day And it's over That's what what I'm trying to say
7: Celtic I think Will lose points Between now and End of the season And lose games I don't think Rangers Will lose any games Before the end of the season When you talk Uh, of um,
4: Christmas list Gordon Celtic Need to address A situation Whereby if Kyogo Drops out of the team You're uncertain Whether Celtic Will be able to win the match Um, Where is Giacomakis Where is he? Here we are about to enter 2022 and someone signed four or five months ago, uh, best remembered for missing a penalty that cost Celtic two points and uh, apparently cursed by injury. So Celtic need to address that situation. Kyogo did come into the cup final and was the game changer that everyone thought he would be. But you can't have a situation whereby he drops out and your chances of winning Deteriorate dramatically So Celtic Have to get in somebody Who can lend Kyogo a hand And of course They have to tie down Yota Because It still hasn't been done The money is there In black and white Celtic need to pay 6.5 million pounds To secure him On a permanent deal
3: January will surely See that deal done And he's confident I mean he's actually gone He's disappeared Jim But it says yeah. the league's over
5: Yeah, I mean, listen, you've no problem with fans being uh, very optimistic, um, liking what you see in this team, I don't think a lot of people have said that when Steven Gerrard left a few weeks ago, but it just shows you the impact they've had under Giovanni Van Broek, and the fans are, are bought into that, you know, there's belief back, again, if there was any, starting to slip a little bit. Um, Celtic drawing that game on it against Mun, I think, has highlighted a little bit uh, of the fact that they still play, still create, but they just don't, don't have that natural striker to to get in the end of the chances. So you know, like you said, I mean, whether the new guys coming in um, can fill that void or not remains to be seen. Whether Giannamakis gets himself back fit again. Um, you always feel a bit sorry for a new player that comes to a country and wants to try and make an impact and, and he, I think when he came he wasn't 100% fit and and, and and since then, as you said, he's been blighted by one injury after another so you need a feel for the boy because he's, he's obviously desperate to do well and, and I think it'd be unfair to make any judgement on him just now because he's, he's never had any sustained period where he could, he could try to show his quality so we don't know where, where he's at but certainly from Rangers' point of view um, yeah, very consistent and uh, you know, have been for the last two years in the league really you know, and, and I think that that's, that's the biggest thing that Celtic are still just trying to play Because um, Ange Postacoglu has said that he's not looking at the, the, the points differential at this moment in time But there will come a time, you know, if it starts to get to seven or eight points Then I think you, you then start to really have to look at that um, situation and try and close the gap But at this moment, six is not insurmountable
3: Uh, We are on Twitter as well Taking your questions as always Scotty says A clear line of questioning to Hugh And Clyde SSB Why have only one league in Scotland Stopped playing the fixtures And second point If the answer is about having fans in Would it therefore be correct To say if there is still Only 500 in when football returns The call was wrong Uh, I think we have to
4: take the chance uh, On the the science As they call it Uh, Leaving the Scottish government In a position where they can say uh, right, you can have some more fans in than 500 I think 500 is an arbitrary figure Plucked out of the air I agree with Graham Alexander The Motherwell manager Tell me what uh, the science had to do With 500 people inside a 60,000 stadium uh, At Celtic Park Or 50,000 stadium at, uh, at Ibrox We have to take the chance The hope that in a few weeks time we are enabled to open the doors again We have to take the chance
3: you can, you can kind of see the answer to that question unfolding Jim we're in a couple of weeks If we can't get them back in Scotty and people who are against the idea Will say see we told you it was the wrong decision And then everyone on the other side Who was for it will say All we said we wanted to do was try We never said that it was guaranteed to happen We just said we wanted to try So everyone, I think a lot of people are pretty entrenched on this already And I'm not sure uh, I'm not sure either side will, will change its mind.
5: Listen, as uh, you've said there. You know, the, the, there's a there's a risk element. Of course, there's a risk element. Uh, you know, the, the government have said that they they'll review things in three weeks. So, you know, we're giving it a three weeks. It's not. I, I don't suppose you're you know, overly optimistic to say that after three weeks they will just turn around and say, okay, the gates uh, are open again. Let's let's have full houses again. We, we, we think that would be unlikely. But uh, if uh, I think we we do want one major games or you know a top league with fans. You know this is a different game. It's a different spectacle. You know the, uh, you 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 do get that atmosphere. It's you know and and the lower leagues. Um, yeah, listen There's a few clubs uh, Particularly in the championship That are healthier Than that But there's a, there's a lot of clubs In the lower leagues You know, the first and second division The, the 500 You know, won't be a huge Yeah Drop in, you know Their maximum uh, If anything it's so it's
3: Certainly season ticket holders yeah. I think we had the chief We had the chief exec Of Falkirk on the other night mm. And he said, you know Most of the clubs at that level It means they can still get Their yeah. season ticket holders in And, um, you know yeah. they, they didn't have a winter break planned
5: Yeah No, there was no point about a break planned Anyway for the lower division So that, that, that doesn't impact that But, you know the top le- the top level, yeah, I I am I'm, I'm with you. I think it's it's worth the risk. Let's give it a go. And I mean, listen, the difference between no fans and perhaps even half full house or twenty thousand or ten thousand I still thinks worth the risk in a few weeks' time. And, and as I said, the the information that's come out today is positive in terms of the possibility of fans coming back in a few weeks.
4: Fans have a self serving perspective on this, and they think that they are somehow being done. But this is about the game as a whole And the smartest comment I heard on Super Scoreboard this week Came from the Motherwell Was not me was it? No, no I didn't no. think so but you, you, you're, you come from Motherwell But you're the wrong guy from Motherwell It was the Motherwell Chief Executive Alan Burrows Who said that
3: closing doors should be the last resort Not the first option I love the reply to that tweet as well From Van 55 Who says That's too much of a sensible question They will never answer it It reminds me of when I was young I used to try and like get my sister To go and run after me And say I bet, I bet you can't do that In under 10 seconds In the hope that the reverse psychology Would work So That, that man there With no name to offer It was just these uh, Nom de plume uh, Is one of the self-serving 01419511025 Get your call in I bet you can't get your call in In the, the space of this ad break
0: You Merry Christmas from
3: Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Jim Duffy are here at 01419511025 on the phones. It's at Clyde SSB on Twitter. We're reacting to the week's news, the day's news, anything that's going about. You can get your thoughts in, and for a bit of fun, give us your team's Christmas wish list. It might be a bit late I don't know if the The big man in the red suit Can deliver it in time But What would your team's Christmas wish list look like What would you like to address uh, In the coming days And weeks Pick up the phone And let us know On the usual number Or Twitter At Clyde SSB Let's speak to Ian Who's a Celtic fan What's on your mind Tonight Ian? How
8: you doing uh, Gordon Good thanks uh, Jim And Sue Merry Christmas To all your families When it comes
3: Thank you same to you
8: um, Well, I'm just going to do a wee quick shout out For a couple of people First, Ed Gordon uh, it's To the Willie Angus VC Celtic Supporters Group To the committee and the members Merry Christmas it comes And to Bobby Burke and Kevin McCavener All the best of your families, guys Anyway, my wish list It's a boy that I think he's all he's, I think he's made rave but he, he plays in the middle of the park for Aberdeen And he's in the same mode as our man I used to play with in the youth youth team at Rangers many many years ago, young Lewis Ferguson. I've been talking about him quite a quite a bit. I think he would be a, a great addition to that midfield for Celtic guys. What do you think? And can I come back?
3: It's definitely the type of move that would heat up these phone lines,
4: you, Keevens. Oh yeah. Uh, first of all, Lewis Ferguson would like to get away from Patondry. He's made that clear he at one stage. Asked uh, for a transfer. Uh, When a a big move fell down Um, Whether Aberdeen would want to sell To a rival And I include Rangers along with Celtic Is another matter They have their own supporters to look after And if he were to go to Celtic or Rangers It wouldn't go down well with the Aberdeen fans However, it's a free market If you want the player If you have the money to buy the player Then you're at liberty to make the offer uh, He's a good player But I think he sees The player sees His future Down south Jim Duffy
5: Yeah I mean he's a good young player uh, I think that uh, I think You know People can look at where They think the loyalties Might lie or not I really don't think That would come into it If a club like Celtic Came Knocking on the door, I think he'd be a very brave young man if he decided to say no because of allegiances, and I don't think that would be the case. I think he'd be more than happy to go there, but obviously I don't know Lewis, no Derek, obviously his dad. But you know, I think that he's listen. He's got, a, he's definitely got talent. He's got real potential, and I think uh, in the current market, if it was a couple of million or somewhere around about that, um, might need be as much as that. Then I think that's that's good value, yeah. Good is be a good piece of business. So yeah, I mean, I wouldn't certainly wouldn't rule that one out, and. As you said, Celtic so do have the money. Um, they are looking to strengthen in, in certain areas, and um, yeah, I think it'd be, a, it'd be a decent addition into the squad.
3: Ian, you've done the unlikely. You've agreed with Hugh and Jim, and everyone's nodding along in agreement that it would be, th- you know, the, the right type of of signing or s- along those lines. So, you've job done.
8: Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a young, a young brown in the making. No, I mean the boys, a boys a player. He's a box to box as well but he, he can pick a pass. He's got an eye for a pass. As I say to his of the show um, when I come on, I played in the same youth team as his dad uh, Andy and Dean Durant. And that was 37 years ago. I was only 17. And it was a dream team that I played with. You know I mean? And it, as I say, it's watching the way he plays was same as with his dad. His dad was a his dad was a worldie. That was my my opinion,
5: mm-hmm. Jim. You would probably agree with me, Jim Duffy. Yeah, I mean, Derek was a fantastic player, you know. And again, you know, didn't didn't maybe focus as, and he, by his own admission, when when Suna Snack came in, to start with, and then eventually, you know, got, got himself just you know back back to the level that, that he could play. But an outstanding player. I don't think. Um, Lewis is, a, is the same type of player I think he's a different type of midfielder um, But I do think he's got a little bit of a streak in him Which he's still got to curb at Timed, I think he can be a bit rash He lunges in a few times He, he gets caught up in the game Yeah you mentioned uh, a young Scott Brown Again you know, maybe maybe when Scott was just coming through at Hibs he had a similar sort of temperament, and it took him a couple of seasons just to calm down a little bit. Not fully, you're never going to do that to even now, but uh, I think he's got that in him, he's got, he's got that wee edge to him um, that, you know, it's, it's good to have in your team, but you've got to be careful, it's particularly nowadays, modern football. And if if Scottish football eventually gets to the VAR situation, you've then got to be even more uh, careful when you're tackling. But no, I think he's got the potential to be a top class player. Uh, and I, I think as I said Value for money uh, I am I'm, I'm surprised That there's no big clubs In England mm. Taking a punt on them for, for what you could get them for it Would be an absolute Snip in comparison To some of the, the players That are travelling That uh, sorry, are moving down south
3: A previous Rangers fan Was on Ian Says the league's over No chance I get, wouldn't give me Some of what he's on
8: because he's he he, he must go in the whiskey early doors.
0: <laughs> steady,
3: come on! You don't make those accusations. That may be his his honestly held opinion. You can tell us why you disagree with it if you want. Yeah, it's
8: listen, Gordon. Well, Celtic's just won the league cup and Kyogo won won a cup final. But the bottom line is, it it was a collective. The whole team played. A part in it, and as I said, we we, st- we still had to score more goals than his, and hubs than we did, and take my heart off to Ange. He's done it in less than six months. Stephen Gerrard stopped ten in a row, but it took him over three years to win a, a major trophy.
4: Ian, you've you've answered the question about the league by telling us about
3: the league cup final, and. In terms to be of, fair, th- is he not just saying that it shows That, that Celtic have got something about them Is that I, you, you can link the two, can you not? Know? I, I don't think it's
4: going out on a limb To make Rangers favourites to win the title When there's half a
3: season to be played And they've got six points we start Of course it's not But there's a big difference between making Rangers favourites I think most people would agree In saying it's over before Christmas no, so There's that, a, a massive remember, gap between those two things And remember, I did not say It was a caller who said it was over I what know that, but what, I, what
4: I have said is Again, I don't think it's going out on a limb a, a team who lost one game in the first half of this league season I don't think it's going they out
3: that They might lose none in the second half Yeah, yeah I guess not, I mean, not win them all, but might not lose any Interesting, thank you Ian Let's hear from Ange Postacoglu who says He's not looking at the league table when judging the progress of his side He says they've a chance of having success if they continue the way they are going
9: you know, I understand that that's people's reference point. Um, they look at the table and that's always going to be the, the ultimate measure, but I can't control that. We can't well, we can control. We can't control what the teams above us or below us do. You know, we, we can control what we do, and, and we've been really good at that, uh, just focusing on our games and making sure we perform at a, at a level which gets us the results we want, and, and that's what we need to keep doing. I think if we continue the form we've shown, as I said, over the last two and a half months, then we'll give ourselves a chance of having success in the league.
4: Very interesting when the signings come in As I say Celtic are obviously thin on the ground When the moment Kyogo cannot play Something happens uh, And it's happened on more than one occasion this season He has been sensation, sensational A revelation uh, But when he drops out There's a problem Therefore you have to strengthen the squad In a way that Kyogo dropping out Is not a problem So that's got to be the priority For Ange Postacoglu Come uh, the transfer window and also Celtic periodically throughout this season Have thrown away points Against teams from the bottom six And the throwing away of those points Is coming back to bite them right now
3: This is where you know far more than Hugh Kevins and I Jim Duffy Is that the way it has to be? Because it's, of course we We are well entitled to be obsessed with the league table But if you're a manager of any team So he doesn't have to be about Celtic If you're a manager of any team And you're trying to build something And you're trying to assess is this team performing the way I want them to? You can't get too hung up on points totals, I guess, because although it's important, say for instance, in the 94th minute the other night, the ball goes in off near Beaton's backside, Celtic win the game, and all of a sudden, you know, they've cut the gap. That won't make Ange Postacoglu feel that much different about actually the ways team are performing and what he's trying to get across.
5: You said that, Gordon, it happened, it happened a few days before, didn't it, with Anthony Ralston up at Ross County, you know, 97th minute, you know, and, 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 you know, the players celebrating. But again, the manager has to keep a, a, a degree of perspective on it. I understand that. But you've seen the reaction from the players and the supporters when they scored the 97th minute winner. So the players know that, you know, they can't allow the gap to become too much. But the manager is looking at overall progress. He has had to come in and completely... Um, you know, uh, change. Uh, uh, you know, the mentality in the football club and the style and the structure and everything about it, the recruitment, so much to do in such a short period of time. His first job was to get Silverbear on board. He's managed to achieve that. I think, uh, you know, obviously the style of football and the and the manner in w- which the fans have have taken to him has been. You know, terrific for Ange Postecoglou. I, I really like the two managers we have at this moment in time In the top level uh, Our two biggest clubs I think they come across very well in the media I think they're great for the game um, But yeah, I think that uh, Ange Postacoglu Will be looking at the development of a football club Not just a football team He knows he's responsible for that But he's looking to take a whole football club in a direction And that might just take a little bit longer this season I think he will get grace this season You know, in terms of the league How it finishes but then next season, when he's got his own players in, and uh, you know he said that time um, to develop them and, and and get that understanding, then I think he'll be, you know, it'll, it'll be. I think the end of points will become much more significant.
3: I did ask for Christmas wish lists, and Barry Robson CSC says a set of twenty-two replacement hamstrings for us, please. <laughs> I don't know if that can be ordered. Um, we'll look into it. Thank you, um, to Ian. Let's see what Kevin, the Celtic fan, has on his wish list. Kevin.
10: Uh, Lewis Ferguson please.
3: Wow, two in a row Yeah Agreeing with Ian then Tell us why uh,
10: Because he'd compliment Callum um, and, and seeing that as well But Tom Rodgick And Near Budden Near is 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 the, well, phoenix. he's Phoenix He can play wherever he wants But he's Especially in midfield when he's playing the midfieldies, he can play his game. He's, he's
3: absolutely brilliant, I Two shouts for Lewis Ferguson to Celtic, just not what I expected. Not not to say I disagree, far from it, just not to say, um, not not something I expected. And some praise for Near Beaton. Well, Near Beaton uh, has
4: won, I think, last Sunday was his 18th trophy win as a Celtic player, been here nine years, uh, has clearly uh, contributed. A great deal to the club And then there's James McCarthy you know, His name hasn't come up yet There are other midfield alternatives there For Ange Postacoglu And a midfield player coming in from Japan as well As you said, Gordon Nothing against Lewis Ferguson Fine player I think if Celtic had been interested in him Or Rangers for that matter We'd have heard about it by now And I also have to break it to the Celtic and Rangers supporters there are players who don't actually see going to Celtic and Rangers as the be-all and end-all. They see their career mm. in a bigger picture in a country not too far from here.
3: Uh, I'm sure I read in your beat-on it was 14 trophies. You're probably right. Maybe we could split the difference. I don't know. Someone will someone will correct either one of us. Um Kevin, maybe your Christmas wish list might be that Kyogo and Rogic are not away on international duty in January, the, uh, February the, the 2nd?
10: Well, that's, that's not my, my decision. That's obviously, I think they've got to be... I think Angie's actually said if, if, if they go, they need to go. Um, uh...
3: Yeah, I mean, Hugh, that's the thing. That it In some ways... Well, it is. It's encouraging that the managers are a lot calmer about all this stuff yeah. than, than fans are because all yeah. week, that's what it's been about on the show. Ange Postecoglou the other night asked, oh, Kyogo and Tom Rogic might be away uh-huh. for that game. Yeah, they might be." He said, "Okay, and you know we won't we won't cry about it, or we won't play the violin about it." Giovanni van Bronckhurst asked, oh, "You might have African Cup of Nations players away," and he said, "Yeah, that's okay. You know, yeah, that, that's fine. These I, things happen." Supporters are missing the point here.
4: If you sign players, whether they're from Asia uh, or from Africa, uh, and they are international players then that's what goes with the game now.
3: now to be fair, I, I I think most people get that it's it's relevant because if the game had gone ahead on the scheduled date, they all would have been available. That that's why it's more of a talking well, point. You know,
4: we obsess over this Old firm game And I know you're not Supposed to call it The
3: old firm game But it is They both pay money They depending <laughs> to Depending to on what the side Of that name. debate you're not, you're not going to open That kind of worms Are you on, the, anyway, on Christmas Eve We obsess about it If
4: they're not there If all five If the Nigerian contingent From Rangers And Kyogo and Rogic From Celtic Are all missing
5: So what Just go and play the game Jim Duffy yeah, not Again, see this again. It's hypothetical questions for the start because we don't know, obviously. Um, you know, again, if if these situations will occur, but you know, actually, these these teams are generally the ones that. Uh, that f- f- dominate Scottish football because they've got the biggest squad, they've got the by far the biggest budget, they've got the best academy. They spend more n- in their academies than most teams spend on their you know the whole uh, uh, structure football structure. So you know, no, no, listen, I don't have any sympathy for Rangers or Celtic when it comes to losing top players because they've got more than enough um, to go and compete, and that that's the nature, that's the reason why. You know the managers then have to go on the pitch and have to coach and have to make sure that the, there's an understanding not just in, a start in the starting eleven but a whole squad of players. And I think that's been shown with the two managers. That's the reason why I think both of them are I'm pretty calm about the situation because they get complete faith in their own um, philosophies, managers, and, and their own um, qualities, managers, to get whatever players they have at their disposal playing at a high level. I've now
3: got Sean tweeting me Who's a Rangers fan That wants to sign Lewis Ferguson With no disrespect Meant to Lewis Ferguson Whatsoever I don't I don't know how we <laughs> This theme Has developed so quickly But there we go 01419511025 This is the perfect time to call Because you could be up next
0: Merry Christmas From Clyde One Super Scoreboard We'd be lucky To get one wise man
3: Hugh Keevens and Jim Duffy 01419511025 on the phones or at Clyde SSB on Twitter let's bring in Johnny and Motherwell and see what's on his mind Hi Johnny Hi guys how you doing? Not bad at all what have you got for us tonight?
9: Uh, Basically I was I was already at work when I heard the news about Tony Watt Mm -hmm. uh, signing this contract with Dundee United and to be honest uh,
3: you'll know yourself, Gordon Do you not feel like this is a slap in the face? Mm. It's not a, I, usually, on, I usually yeah. keep my personal feelings mm-hmm. out of these yeah, things well, go on. Um, well, what, what I would say Is that Johnny probably speaks on behalf of a lot of Motherwell fans Is that, um, is that, is that oh, diplomatic but, enough? Yeah. For anyone who is just uh, catching up on the story Uh, So everyone knew Tony Watt's contract was up at the end of the season There had been a bit of speculation But the big news tonight is that he's going to Dundee United He's going to sign a pre-contract with Dundee United He will either, I guess, the way these things play out Jim Duffy will either see out his contract Or something might happen in January to push it through quicker But he's not going to be a Motherwell player for much longer And he will become a Dundee United player That is the bottom line Can you understand why Johnny might suggest That it feels like a slap in the face?
5: Yeah, I, I, I can, you know, and, and but obviously, you know, Motherwell is is you know Johnny will know that they, they, they've got a certain um, budget they've got to work with, very very tight. You know, I think Graham Alexander knows that. I think he would have known that when he went in. But I think the disappointing thing is that Tony Watt seemed to have found, found a home at Motherwell. He seemed to have enjoyed his football for the first time in a number of years. He was scoring goals. we we'll talk talking about him getting back in amongst the Scotland squad. Um, you know, and I think that again A lot of that's to do with his teammates And the style of football that they play under Graham Alexander So I think a lot of those things You know, I think you know, I think Motherwell deserve a lot of credit for In, in taking a chance on a, a guy who You know, was a bit of a risk player Because, you know, he hadn't really settled anywhere uh, Even though he's only in his, his mid-twenties Or whatever So, yeah, and I think that No disrespect to Dundee United But it's not Dundee United of the 80s You know, this is a Dundee United side to you um, know, you wouldn't you wouldn't see there were any any great um level uh, difference between them and Motherwell if, if anything, Motherwell's the, the stronger side at this moment in time. The, the if if you manage to sell them and get some money in from them, then fine that that's the the best case scenario. But. Um, I think the United, by their own admission, not that long ago, um, were recording, uh, you know, figures of of, of quite a significant amount of debt. So I don't, one, I don't know how they can maybe um, pay the money um, in terms of salary, but also uh, in terms of um, a a fee, if that has to be the case. So, yes, it's a very disappointing situation for the Marvel fans and a very difficult one because if, if United don't come up with a fee and he doesn't move there... I don't think he'll be quite as popular amongst the whale boys as as he was uh, up until this week, that's for sure. I suspect not. To address Johnny's core point,
4: which is that Tony Watt has delivered a slap in the face, I have to disagree, and I'll preface what I'm about to say by repeating what I've said on this programme recently about Tony Watt. I think he's making a mistake going away from Fir Park. Having said that, it's not a slap in the face, I don't think, because when he came to Motherwell and Motherwell gave him a chance to galvanise his career again, re-energise his career, he repaid Motherwell by scoring goals. Now, the clue for me is in the description. Freedom of contract. When the time comes, Tony Watt is free to do what he has done today today. And that is to sign a pre-contract agreement With another club He's only exercising his right And the right of every other player To freedom of contract
3: It's about the club though, Johnny? If Tony Watt tonight announced a pre-contract with oh, Cardiff City And that's one of his, his former clubs, I think If he would to announce that you, you would be feeling different about it, I'm sure
9: Oh, to- Totally much So, like Going back to Louis Moll Keep uh, Like These guys Obviously, it's not really worked out for Louis Mole through injuries. But if you look at Kipre, for instance, he's he's looked at the bigger picture and he's thought, right, I'm I'm going to try and I've 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 gave Motherwell my all, uh, and he's went down there with the notion of building his career forward. I could understand more if Tony Watt turned around and says, you know what, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to give Motherwell another six seven months. I'm going to try, as you said, break into the Scotland squad. I could, anyone could say, a League One or a Championship side would go in there and and, and get them for at least a good amount of money. There, there has been people talking about the David Turnbull situation where he went to Celtic. That that's not the kind of that's not the same thing because that was a dream move for for, for David Turnbull, and obviously we we, we benefited of that financially as well. But I just feel at the stage that Tony Watt was at when it came to the club. Stephen Romson must have sat down and said, listen, this is your chance to prove everybody wrong because if everyone knows that his attitude was wrong and like Jim said, they couldn't they couldn't settle anywhere. Uh, I just feel like, like you said, it's, it's a mistake for him to go to Dundee United because they're not the club of the 80s, they're not the club of, of days gone past. They're, I wouldn't say they're a smaller club than us, they're not, but I just feel like they're, they're probably one of your rivals at the moment.
3: They, 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 are, they are a club though Johnny Whether they're not The club of the 80s They are a club That are Probably More than probably Paying Tony Watt Double what he was Earning at Motherwell Just as a As a A man who presumably Has a job It's pretty tough to Ignore that side of it Is it not?
9: Yeah as I just It's I'll, I'll not be the only Motherwell fan Who feels quite aggrieved by this But It's ach, It's just
3: that, that That is it You can hear it in Johnny's voice you, The football the football disappointment does make sense And then you go Yeah well look If, if somebody comes along and offers me Double my wage Or, or even more than double It's, it's going to need to be You're going to really 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 need to love where you are and, and really not fancy the alternative To knock that back The chances are that Graham Alexander might sign players
4: Or a player Under freedom of contract In this January window And you can't have degrees of freedom It's not all right for Cedric Capri to go under
3: freedom of contract Because he goes to a club that will not play against you No, but it does make it easier for fans to sort of come to terms with That's that's why football's wonderful, that's why it's different from every other industry There's emotion attached, it's why we love it, we hate it It makes us happy, sad, everything in between Yeah, but there are other factors to be taken into account here Johnny
4: is right to use the word aggrieved Every one of the Motherwell fans Who feels aggrieved Is entitled to that emotion But at the same time Freedom
3: Of contract Enables Tony Watt To be free To go elsewhere if he wants I don't think anyone's saying He shouldn't be allowed It still doesn't take that reaction away Johnny How would you like to see this play out? Can he keep playing for Motherwell For the remainder of the season?
9: Uh, I think he will To be honest I think you're going to have that section and the John Hunter stand that's going to turn on them. It's it's. It happened be Declan Gallagher just before he went to Aberdeen as well. Uh, I just hope that he, he keeps that level of consistency, what he was, how he was playing, uh, even if even a wee bit more now that he, that he now knows that, I know like teams are going to be looking at him. Uh, but I mean, all the best to him. He's 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 done a ton for us. He's he's took us. He, I, I, it's 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 a funny one because Every striker we get Is, is always going to be in the shadow of, of Louis Moll and that one season That Michael Higdon had that, that wonder season But He has Without him I think we'd be struggling this season Without him to be honest
3: Well it's going to be an interesting end to the season On that front Watch this space Thank you to Johnny Which takes us up nicely to time for this beat the pundit with the scottish sun
9: for the best football news and opinion online The slash football
3: talk about a chance to make or break your christmas the final beat the pundit before the big day i can't promise that we'll get the sign ball out to you in time in fact i can promise that we won't it will absolutely not happen But you would carry the bragging rights into tomorrow What a present that would be 01419511025 Lines close at 7 If you want to play Beat the Pundit Call quickly
0: Oh come all ye faithful And hope your team is joyful and triumphant Merry Christmas From Clyde One Super Scoreboard
3: Hugh Evans and Jim Duffy are here. It's 0141 951 1025 on the phones and it's at Clyde SSB on Twitter. We've been hearing from Giovanni van Bronckhurst, uh, who says they respect the decision to bring forward the winter break. He's relaxed about the prospect of losing players to international call ups. Ange Postacoglu not looking at the league table when judging the progress of his side. And above all that, we've had you lot telling us your Christmas wish list for your team. We've already had an angry Motherwell fan as well. Uh, About that news That Tony Watts Heading to Dundee United on a pre-contract So if you want to Elaborate on any of them Now's a good time to call And if you want to Change the subject Equally A good time to call 01419511025 Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun
9: For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football
3: the last beat the pundit Before Christmas eh Let's see what we've got in store Did you win on Monday Remind me I did yes You won 3 row. Oh for goodness sake Somebody's been on Too many mince pies It's gone to their head Whoever it was that That took um, Took part Let's see what Matt and Renfrew Can come up with Hi Matt Hi Hi, hi panel How are we doing alright Not bad How are you I'm not too bad Not
8: too bad Just a few drinks tonight Looking forward to Christmas Are you organised
3: Are you done Are you sorted
8: oh, You know There's always a couple of things to do But um
3: you know there's it is, a couple of things to do at five past seven on Christmas Eve, Hugh Keevens.
4: I went down to see my two youngest grandchildren this morning. The six year old, uh, Ruben, is like a coiled spring, <laughs> he's just waiting to rip. Every piece
3: of gift wrap Of everything He's, he, I, We'll never get up to bed tonight Are you a petrol station on Christmas Eve At 8 o'clock at night man Jim Duffy You don't strike <laughs> me as the type
5: Absolutely not uh, organised? No. Well organised uh, Yeah you've got to be organised uh, I think maybe Maybe back in the day I might have been rushing about At the last minute But no All organised All done um, Sent a letter to Santa Santa's delivered <laughs> all the presents So it's, they're all sitting there waiting Big plans tomorrow Matt? Uh, oh, not
8: really Just family Some of the family
3: um, and and uh, a few drinks You're not dinner, cooking are, are you Because you, you've mentioned a few drinks tonight And a few tomorrow So tell me you're not in charge of the turkey Absolutely not it's not my remit Good to me neither I stay well away from that sort of stuff Anyway let's play beat the pundit tonight If it's heads it will be Hugh Keevens Against Matt And if it's tails It will be Jim Duffy So let's see what we've got And it is tails It's Jim Duffy So let's Give him something else to listen to, Matt We obviously don't want him to be listening in to your attempt So we'll get rid of Jim Duffy Well, figuratively speaking, of course It's the wrong week to be making those jokes, Hugh Kevens. That was <laughs> that was poor of me Hopefully he can't hear me, he'll come I have got my coffee during the the, the news break there So, uh, you know, he's, he's relaxed Good, Right, that's fine Matt, 30 seconds Answer as many questions right as you can And if you don't know, just pass quickly And we will move on to the next one Is that alright? Yep, that's fine with me Right, let's go 30 seconds on the clock Can Jim Duffy still hear me? No, he can't Good, right, that's fine 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts now How many teams has Giovanni Van Bronckhorst managed? Three Which Celtic goalkeeper played more games last year Bain or Barkas? Barkas Which Scottish Premiership club did David Grace start his career at? Absolutely. Name either player who scored the last time Celtic met St. John'son. Kiogo. Uh, Who's got more Scotland caps, Maloney or McFadden? McFadden. Who's won the Scottish Premiership Manager of the Month twice this season? Porticoble. Okay, let's bring Jim Duffy back and see if he can. Here is Jim Duffy. Have you got me now? Yes. Good. Same set of questions to you. Thirty, you 30 got? seconds on the clock. Your time starts now How many teams has Giovanni van Bronckhorst managed? Three Which Celtic goalkeeper played more games last year? Bain or Barkas? Oh, Bain Which Scottish Premiership club did David Grace start his career at?
5: Um, at? Ross County
3: Name either player who scored the last time Celtic met St Johnston. Uh, David Turnbull Who's got more Scotland caps? Maloney or McFadden? McFadden Who's won the Scottish Premiership Manager of the Month award twice this season?
5: Mm, Jack Ross. Okay,
3: okay. How do you think that went, Matt? Um, well,
9: I don't know. I
3: don't know. Not, not a
5: lot of questions that uh, go to team as support. So <laughs> I, don't know. I, <laughs> <it helps. laughs> I don't think it was a, it was a very high-scoring contest um, from my point of view. Well, that's for let's, sure.
3: Let's find out. Let's find out, shall we? Um, right. So. First one How many teams Has Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Managed Three Feyenoord He was obviously the spell in China And Rangers So three Which Celtic goalkeeper Played more games last year Bain or Barkas It's Bain by one uh, So Jim Duffy Goes in front On that one I think this one Was harsh I think the producers Have stitched you up here I mean David Gray What club did he start His career at I mean he was at Hearts But only really as a youth player I don't think he ever played So I think that was a, I think that was harsh But anyway None of you got it right Anyway um, name either player Who scored the last time Celtic met St Johnston. You had the choice of Makis And Uranovic Ooh. So none of you got that So it's 2-1 to Jim Who's got more Scotland caps Maloney or McFadden You always know it's going to be close When we, mm. we do that question Maloney 47 McFadden 49 mm. So you both got it And Jim stays one in front Which means it all comes down To this last question <laughs> Who's won the Scottish Premiership Manager of the Month Twice this season you need this to equalise, Matt. You went mm-hmm. for Ange Postacoglu. Mm-hmm. Jim Duffy went for Jack Ross. Hugh Evans.
4: I think it's Graham Alexander. It is
3: Graham Alexander, Matt. It was. A, oh, it's going to be a sad trip to the petrol station, I'm afraid. No <laughs> sign ball. Sorry, three-two defeat. But have a good Christmas anyway.
8: Thank you very much. I was just going to say if I, if I'd lost to uh, Hugh Evans, I
3: all wouldn't have at the end of it anyway, so I'm not not too fussed about Jim Duffy. <laughs> there we go. Thank you, Matt. And Renfrew, have a good day. That was Matt 0141951.
5: One o two five. I hope the petrol stations oh. shut. <laughs> Gordon, sorry, just to my his Because I heard Matt there. Can I just say uh, a thank you to Matthew because that just triggered it in my head there, uh, who was one of the vaccinators at Hamden um, yesterday when I went along for the booster. So him and the NHS and all the volunteers. So you went to the there.
3: national stadium. for I did. It. In a bit of style.
5: Yes. So and then, yeah, it was uh, very well organised and very smooth and swift and in and out. But uh, yeah, Matthew and. All the staff there I just want to say a big thank Working you For the time and patience yeah. And getting everybody vaccinated
3: Don't mind that at all The Nationals I've seen a lot of people queue up there at the National Stadium I must admit You wouldn't have gone there did you? Where did you? You go from more uh, local surroundings? Uh It was up uh, Climb Bank Top of Bow Road There we go 0141 hub. That's what it's called The Hub uh, You don't have to phone in And tell us where you got your vaccination That's not necessarily A topic of conversation for tonight These things just come up 0141951 1025 What's on your Christmas wish list? What have you made of what you've heard from Van Bronckhorst, from Postecoglou? What about this Tony Watt scenario? We had a, a, a Motherwell fan on
5: calling it a slap in the face just a moment or two ago. you you, you obviously uh, I'm a Motherwell fan. H- have they been negotiating with Tony Watt for m- months to try and get him to sign? I mean, I'm guessing in the back end, but has it been mm. publicly, you know, like a kind um, of debate? Because... Obviously, t- from Tony's point of view If they feel that the club haven't been you know, overly keen Then that sometimes can encourage players as well To say, well, look, you had four or five months to negotiate Now you're waiting till I've, I've scored all the goals Before you s- come back to me So maybe from his point of view He, he maybe felt Motherwell didn't really do enough to try and keep
3: I would just refer you to his words I think rather than mine He was on the show a couple of weeks ago After he scored against Dundee United We asked him, he said There wasn't any discussions yet But then very quickly it seemed to have it seemed to take off after that Where there was an offer on the table He obviously didn't fancy it And uh, he did fancy Dundee United's offer So yeah. there we go Pick up the phone Let us know what you think On any of tonight's topics Or something else uh, That you've come up with Amidst all the The frustration Hugh, Because actually I feel like We've lost sight of this Everyone was frustrated first this week When we got the restrictions yeah. uh-huh. And then it became about Whether the response to the, to them was right But we're still all in the same boat Where even though these games go ahead on Boxing Day, 500 fans, I'm going to try and at least focus on what should be some good games. I know it's not the same, it's nowhere near the same, um, but when you look at that fixture card, hopefully we get some good football.
4: Well, you know, Aberdeen versus Dundee, kick-off there. Um, Dundee really not doing well at all. All manner of problems at the club. Uh, Aberdeen smarting from Sean Maloney's Debut win as Hibs manager, uh, so that's a big one for them. Um, Rangers, St. Mirren, we've spoken about as also uh, Celtic at Perth, uh, Hearts versus Ross County. You know, you've got uh, Markie Mackay now starting to move, looking slightly just crawling up that league table. Um, so uh, if I were Robbie Nielsen I wouldn't be looking at that As a gimme And we now have to reestablish: What does 500 people inside your ground Do for your team We always had that argument The last time At the time of lockdown That some teams could play In front of small crowds And others found it intimidated them uh, They weren't the same team Now we'll have to revisit All of those arguments at the weekend I must say when the, the, the number was announced I did feel initially Mm. That kind of sense of hopelessness Who who thought up 500 And what medical reason can you give me For saying 500 And why is 500 inside Albion rovers uh, Not allowed to be different When it's Celtic Park or Ibrox Where they can hold tens of thousands Well funnily enough
3: I'm going to stop you there Because I think that's what the next caller uh, Wants to bring up So just a reminder you can get in touch with us On Twitter at Clyde SSB Or pick up the phone 0141 951 one o two five. So Alan is up next. He is a Rangers fan from Falkirk. Uh, I don't. I think we just about managed to stop Hugh before he stole your thunder, Alan.
2: Good evening, panel. Hello. <laughs> Hope you have a nice day tomorrow. Uh, just as Hugh was starting to go on there, do you think it's about time the SFA, more importantly, were a bit more vocal towards the Scottish government, uh, as you said, or Hugh was about to say. Where did they pick 500 fans from? And I think we can all agree that football is the national sport in Scotland that brings in more to the economy than uh, rugby union, who got more money at the COVID than football, Uh, going with travel, football buses, hotels, restaurants, ferries coming over from Northern Ireland. I think... It's pretty obvious that the Scottish government have no time for football fans or football, and I think it's getting more apparent.
3: Yeah, I mean, I guess in in this time it's it's five. You know, if it's if it's a rugby game on Sunday or Monday or Tuesday, it's five hundred as well. So the restriction that that would be the official answer. That doesn't mean I'm disagreeing with what Alan's saying. That would be the official sort of response
5: to that, Jim.
3: Do you share Hugh's dismay about the five hundred?
5: Yeah I mean Listen There was 1872 Cup boost coming out I think it was Boxing Day I think Glasgow Warriors And Edinburgh And that would have been A huge match You know so In essence You know So I think that You know It has affected other sports As well I, I know that uh, um, You know Saying about You know the the, the the finance Maybe helping other sports As opposed to football um, You know Yeah I mean I think football Does get, get a, a bit of a, a You know A hard time When it comes to The kind of uh, the politics uh, surrounding it, uh, and I, I do think they could have been more vocal, the, the the SPFL or the SFA, but I don't think it would have made any difference. I mean, you can you can rattle your sabres all day long, but the the bottom line is this is a government decision. It's taken out of football hands. This is not an SPFL decision or a SFA decision. This is a government decision, and, you know, we're, we're bound by the, the rules of the government. So, like many other businesses who feel they have been hard-treated, football is another one, but ultimately... Uh, as a health issue, they're looking at the overall health of the the, the country, and yeah, I agree with you. Well, how do you pick out 500? And you know, how does it work out? Even if they have done a percentage of your overall stadium, it might have been more sensible or easier to do. Um, but nevertheless, um, as much as we do it through gritted teeth, it, it's not it's not done specifically just the football. There's many many businesses of. Been um, suffering through, through this. I am to be not... fair,
3: though, Hugh, as a football, we're all football fans. We love it, whether it does make a difference or not. You, you like to think that the people who, that run the game will stand up for you and will, will go out to bat for you and will try and a, apply pressure and will lobby and, and will try and make things happen. That's that's what yeah. Alan's
4: asking for. Well, I think you can forget it mm-hmm. straight away uh, because the first thing Neil Doncaster said uh, yesterday was, "I'm not going to politicise this situation."
3: Well, I'm sorry, it's already been politicised. Uh, and I'd, I'd, to be, I wonder though Because I, I heard that as well But then his follow-up line was And my goodness it, we, There are certain routes We don't need to take Clyde One super scoreboard down right But his following line was That sport's a devolved matter And I, I wondered if that was him Putting a little bit of pressure On the on the Scottish Government
4: Well Rangers have uh, done so With their statement Which uh, doesn't name Nicola Sturgeon It just says The First Minister uh, Without mentioning her name Um I am not oblivious to what's going on around about me. I, I looked at the news bulletins this afternoon, and throughout England, Scotland, Ireland, and Wales, the uh, the transmission figures are horrific. So I am not oblivious to the rise of the Omicron variant or whatever. At the same time, I do think that the Scottish government. Shows a disinclination towards helping football I'm not saying that the First Minister hates football I just don't think that she cares about it at all And she doesn't, I don't think, get it in terms of the national psyche I'm not saying we should go headlong Ignore all the, the, the science and the medical advice And just put everyone into the stadium But let's have this circuit breaker, as they call it and let's have an honest appraisal of where we are at the end of that and, and to amplify what Alan on the line has been saying Football is very important to people whose lives Have been severely restricted in other ways And football
3: is their comfort I'm not, I'm not saying he heads up Scottish football or anything But it was interesting, Alan Dave Cormack of Aberdeen, he, did, he went on Twitter He tweeted directly to the First Minister and asked for uh, the restrictions to be brought in as of midnight on Boxing Day Which would allow full houses And that clearly fell on, on deaf ears So um, I mean I think they are trying is, is it a case of not trying hard enough for you? Could it, Would it make any difference anyway?
2: Definitely I don't think they're trying hard enough As I say it's a national sport And uh, without repeating myself What it brings into the economy You've got ferries coming over every week Whether Rangers are at home or Celtic from Northern Ireland So you've got hotels Uh, You've got pubs, restaurants, uh, buses. How many buses go to Rugby Union? And I'm not being disrespectful. Uh, You've got, I don't know, six Scottish uh, Rugby Union games at Murrayfield a year. I know you have club games. They're not bringing in the same money as football. No way. No way.
3: Yeah, I mean, do you know what, though? I think your points can still be valid without having to sort of pit football against rugby. I get why people do that. I've probably made similar points myself in the past, but that's... Um, I think that you know the argument still stands. It would be nice to know. It would be nice to be a fly in the wall, um, Hugh, because we ultimately will, will never know what Neil Doncaster or Ian Maxwell or whoever it is will never really know behind closed doors what they say to the Scottish government. Um, whether people would like a, a more public show of, of that standing up for the game, for all we know they are, you know, they're, they're trying behind closed doors. I'm not sure.
4: As I say, first and foremost. I do appreciate that the job of the government Is to protect health and safety The lives of the people who live in this country I fully understand and appreciate that I just get the impression That random decisions
3: are taken Where football is concerned Back to it, 500 Who said that? Well well, Jason Leach admitted as much didn't he That it was about drawing a line somewhere Rather than basing that on any particular science You've drawn the line In an arbitrary fashion as well Thank you Alan 01419511025 Uh, Alan kept banging on about buses And how many buses and stuff come over Which leads me nicely onto the fact That Jim Goodwin might ask his bus driver To park this team coach across the Goalmouth At St uh, Ibrook's on Sunday That's his uh, tactic for the weekend St Mirren fans it would be nice to hear from you Can your group of Covid hit players Go to Ibrook's and do it again you did it against Celtic the other night can it be another one of those defensive jobs where you manage to shut the opposition out Rangers fans I'm sure you'll have thoughts on that as well now would be a great time to share them
0: Cash for Kids Mission Christmas
3: For the past few weeks we've been asking you for your donations to Cash for Kids Mission Christmas Appeal I've said it every night sometimes more than one a night and I, I can't Stress it enough And we're just trying to make a difference To as many families as we could Who are living in poverty On our doorstep Just trying to make Christmas Day A little bit different And thanks to you Thanks to your efforts In the last six weeks Listen to this Hugh Kevens. I'll only say it once For dramatic effect I won't bother going for the emphasis But in the last six weeks We have raised A massive one million. Fifty-five thousand four hundred and sixty-one pounds, which is going to help over twenty-seven thousand children. This station's
4: finest hour, Barnan. Well done to those who contributed, because it's a cliche, but without you, it can't be done.
3: Absolutely phenomenal result. We can't thank you enough. Whether you made a donation or did some festive fundraising, thank you so much. It has been a tough couple of years for so many, but this Christmas you should be really proud. Of the difference you've made to so many families So from us at Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard From cash for kids And most importantly from the families who have received the support A huge thank you That was cash for kids Mission Christmas With J&D Pierce Structural Steelwork Fabrication and Construction
0: Hugh Keevan's first Christmas Was the first Christmas Season's greetings from Clyde
3: 1 Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Jim Duffy are here. It's 0141 951 1025 on the phones. We are on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB. And there is still time to get your calls in before the big day. I have a full time teaser for you. Mm. Um, and you know, it's one of those like, it's got an end of the year feel. I'm going to kind of test your memory of the year that's just, what about, to, that's just about to finish. Adam Moffat. Um, oh, let's not go. <laughs> you have honest. I now. Can't hear his name without thinking it is Adam And not Owen It's (laughs) one of them I will never get right Sorry Owen Um, Yeah yeah, please don't So The question is very simple 10 players Scored 10 goals or more In the Scottish top flight Last season Can you name them? It wasn't that long ago 10 players Scored 10 or more goals In the Scottish top flight Last season Who were they? I'll take one from each of you To kick us off Hughes Forrest No, he was injured last season Alfredo Morelos. Yes, he got 12 Hugh? Martin Boyle Yeah, he got 12 as well, well done Subject of a bid from Saudi Arabia Did I read earlier on? Half a million million, pounds Not surprised that someone wants to Secure yeah. services you know? Yeah
5: again But you know I, I think that Yeah I mean listen Half a million pounds Sounds a lot of money In Scottish football But in, in the market The current market I mean I just think it's It's an embarrassing offer actually I mean oh. You want to get to You know Six zeros then Then start talking That's um, for me anyway You know I mean Again he's got, he's got the, the ability to To light up um, The game at, at any level I think Strikes she has been one That was opened up by The fact he plays mm. for Australia mm. Hugh Yeah uh,
3: I could be wrong I just don't recall Too many bids from Saudi Arabia For players in The Scottish no. top
4: flight I mean We're talking about Tony Watt And wages earlier on I mean I have no doubt yeah. That if you go to Saudi Then mm. you'll get A very hefty mm. wage But Jim, Jim's right I mean This guy is an international He is a Top player here In this country One of the top players
3: 500,000 I don't think so uh, And one of his teammates Just whilst we're on the theme Ryan Porteous mm. Jim Duffy
5: yeah, I mean, it A it's, it's, clash, will we call it that, with <laughs> Christian
3: Ramirez the other night? Has he got a case to answer?
5: Yeah, it's not a, its not a surprise, is it, when it comes to Big Ryan? He, he seems to he seems to be one of those guys that uh, I think that if Anthony does I mean, a lot to do with himself, we've said this before when there's been talk about bigger clubs looking at him, saying he's, he's got to really cut a lot of this kind of stuff out. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think when you... Leave a leg on someone, should we say, or leave a foot on someone, then it's 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 up to the the, the referees that will look at it to decide whether it's deliberate or not, and if it is deliberate, then, then he's going to be punished for it, and, and I think, as I said, it's not a, it's not the first time that, um you know, he said a bit of rashness, should we say, uh, involved him, and that's something he's really got to learn, I know he's come out publicly and said I'm not going to change, and that's the way I am, but if you don't change in modern football, mm. you'll be spending a lot more time in the stand.
3: Yeah, I mean, a lot of people at Hibs here are quick to point out his disciplinary record isn't that bad, uh-huh. w- which is true. But so if we if we stick to this incident because we could probably do it all night long, where people will recall others. Yeah, he has been charged by the Scottish FA, rightly so. For you,
4: yeah, I watched the the, the challenge again today. Ridiculous. Uh, until he cuts that out of his game, this story will repeat itself. It will be sent off or sent off retrospectively. Uh He's got talent, but he's abusing
3: that talent. Uh, for someone who Jim and you won't take any offence, would say that you know in your day, the, the old school, if you like, would you have? Are you a fan of Christian Ramirez posting the challenge on Twitter in video form?
5: <laughs> no, it, no, no to... not because. I think when you do that, you leave yourself open, because obviously there, there could be well be Aberdeen players who may well have a similar sort of thing further down the line, so therefore you're leaving yourself, you know, it was like Jurgen Klopp was really quite vociferous in his, 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 his um, comments on Harry Kane, on Andy Robson, and I think it was a very poor challenge, it was a red card, but then the other night there, was a young player, I can't remember his name, had a horrendous challenge, you know, on the boys, so... You Know you, but you're not going to go and slaughter your own player or say, Oh, that was a terrible challenge. So, I just think focus on your own team, you know, and your own players, and let, let the, the powers that be deal with you. Yeah. But listen, that's just modern football, players will do that. You know, listen, they'll post what they had for breakfast, never mind a bad tackle. Huh.
3: Imagine some of Jim Duffy's tackles put on social media for all to see. Classy player, Duff. Uh, let's bring in Andy, who's a Rangers fan, Andy. Boxing Day, St. Mirren at Ibrooks with 500 fans. Does that change things? Does it make any difference as far as you're concerned?
10: Hi, guys, Before I start. Many Christmases. Yeah, same on, to you, Andy. I, Thank you. I, no, I don't think it will make a big difference. You know what I mean? Uh, because well, I've done it before, so I, I think everybody's the same. I don't know why it's only 500. I just want, because I was saying as a producer, I'm just thinking, you no, know, Aribo, Bassi, Balagan, digging away, right? So, well, are they meant may- to go? But how to go? Things get lost, and how many players are they? Go- how many fans are they going to play in other countries? Because I was just reading it. Japan might even be going. Eh, no, we don't want anybody from Scotland or Britain to come.
3: Yeah, I mean, generally speaking, throughout the latter stages of this, that you obviously get levels of exemption for elite athletes and uh-huh. so on, and people who are going to compete, they don't um, often have to. Go by the same rules as holidaymakers But it is one to watch We would all be lying if we knew for sure I'm not sure yeah. we need to speculate But as we stand tonight on Christmas Eve I think it's it's certainly valid to say There remains a bit of doubt about The African Cup of Nations And, and who goes and, and whether that tournament. I know they, they say it's going ahead and all that sort of stuff But you can understand the questions yeah,
4: Absolutely uh, As we always have to say I'm not a virologist or an epidemiologist But Ange Postacoglu said today There would be no Trip to the sunshine for the Celtic players during mm. the, the the winter break. Did they go on one last year? Could we would, uh, would did we hear about <laughs> it once or twice on this show? I've, I've, you you only you've, it only last few now you provoked my memory <laughs> there, but I'll get back to you on that one. But Ange Postacoglu said no sunshine break because it just doesn't feel right under the circumstances. Therefore, Ange Postacoglu and Giovanni Van Bronckhurst would have to have certain reservations about watching a handful of players go either to the African Cup of Nations or uh, to play for Japan or Australia you would have to have those reservations look at the amount of time spent on aeroplanes for a start and going into an environment that you don't know much about in terms of the the
3: rise of Covid. I mean to be fair it's never gone away and our own national team had their own issues as well and yeah, I thought Everyone hoped we were going to see the back of it On the game at the weekend Jim Andy says, you know 500 mm. Didn't cause Rangers any problems at all Far from it uh, Last season L- Listening to Jim Goodwin today He was Sort of talking about how actually You might see Yeah, it gives you a better chance mm-hmm. You don't face that That raucous crowd But mm-hmm. sometimes The the best thing you can do is Silence that crowd If you start yeah. well so you can probably spin it either way
5: Yeah possibly I, I just think Rangers are in a slightly better place Than they might have been a, a few weeks ago You know when it comes to that I don't think the fans would have been um, You know quite as uptight if, if Rangers hadn't scored early on I think they they, they, they I think they would they, As I said they've got complete trust In Gianni Van Brockhurst in, in the way he, he tactics um, So I, I I I think it, w- it will be an advantage for for, for Jim. I think that uh, you know if they can manage to you know keep it tight, you know for the first period of the game, then Rangers won't have that vociferous um, crowd try to urge them on, and the game could go a bit flat. So yeah, I mean, listen, if you I think if you asked any Mun player, would you rather go out there to a full Ibrox uh, or an empty Ibrox? I think you would take the empty eye brooks in terms of how you would want, you know, how which, you know how would they improve your chances in terms of. Listen, as a footballer, you want to play in full houses, of course you do, but just in terms of your chances, I think your chances increase with an empty eye brooks. Uh,
3: Jim Goodwin says he could have some uh, players available, extra players if you like, back from the other night. He says isolation periods are coming to an end for two or three, and Jack Anick will start after returning. A negative PCR.
0: We've got two or three lads that are that are coming out of isolation today and tomorrow. So the good thing about the new rules are that they have been able to do part of their return to play at home. We just need to wait and see how they all react over the weekend, and then we'll have to make a decision on them on Sunday morning. So it's going to be it's going to be last uh, minute before we decide on what the team selection is going to be. Jack Almick, he's okay. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, Jack is fine. Um, we got a couple of tests back, you know, just not long before the game um, on Wednesday night. And unfortunately, Jack's one wasn't back in time. But yeah, I mean, look, you can you can see the quality and the replacement that I had in Dean Linus and how well Dean done. So, you know, uh, Dean, no doubt would have thoroughly enjoyed the game, but obviously, you know, Jack has came out of the team through no fault of his own. And that's a, a conversation that I will have with Dean and the...
3: In the coming hours, ah, the life of a backup goalie. Hugh wow. Dean Linus comes in, could not have done any better, keeps a clean sheet against Celtic. But Jack Anick's the number one, and he goes. Jim Goodwin says that's a conversation I'll
4: have with Dean in the coming hours. Dean, you're dropped. You're on the bench. Trust me. But he was sensational against Celtic on Wednesday, and Jack Anick is a fine goalkeeper. So Jim wins out either way. Um, Can they do it again? A betting man would say to you No, don't think so Uh, Because Celtic did have The lion's share of that game And it was their own failure To convert numerous chances That cost them in the end But it was a very brave performance From St Mirren Who went into the match Not having won any of their previous nine games It was a terrific night for Jim Goodman. He just gritted his teeth
3: and got on with it He says they're ready to park the bus at Ibrox He says they'd love to go there and give it a go But it's just not possible
0: You know, we would all love to be able to go and Be aggressive and press the life out of Celtic and Rangers when you play them and go and try and be open and expansive. But at the best times, that's not possible. When you've had the best preparation, sometimes that's not possible because of the quality of the opposition that you're playing against. But our lads, fitness-wise, just aren't going to be as sharp or um, as energetic as what we would like. So, yeah, without giving any secrets away, if Giovanni van Bronckhorst is listening Then, um, yeah, we'll be hoping for a carbon copy of Wednesday night, to be honest with you. And I'll be uh, seeing if our bus driver might be able to park up on the 18 yard line along with the rest of the boys.
3: (laughs) Andy, are you the type of Rangers fan who accepts that, accepts that teams will come and park the bus and and you've just got to find a way? Because we get lots of calls from Celtic and Rangers fans almost annoyed that teams do that. You know, how how do you feel about it?
10: No, no, we know, listen, we know they're going to do that. I mean, they've got to agree they're not against Celie, but. We know they're going. To, it's just talking us to break them down. You know, we've got the, we the squad. You know what I mean to break them down. We at do you know, special and I know there's only going to be five on there but no, he'll. We face that quite a lot. So no, I'm quite confident. Especially I We'll, we'll, will will we'll take three or four up on a really day. I think we can do that. Jim, the squad the Jim how big, an, how
3: big an ask is it for Saint Marin to, to do it again? Yeah. Energetic energy levels wise mm-hmm. to do it at Eyebrooks on the bigger pitch and, and the better surface Um and against the Ranger team that, that are confident.
5: Yeah, I mean it's it's very very difficult for for um, Saint Man. There's no doubt about that. And you know I know Jim is saying that there's maybe a couple of players coming back, but you don't know how they've been affected. You know whether the you know if if they have had COVID. The symptoms, as we know, I mean, even in the time I was at uh, United with two or three players that, that had it, it came back and, you know, really struggled for a good number of weeks after it, you know, with, you know, breathing and fitness and just felt as if they had no energy, felt lightheaded at times. So not everyone comes back at the same level. It's not just a case of, well, you've done your isolation, that's sure you're back in and you're ready to go. Uh, and also, as you mentioned, you know, the exertions of, of midweek. Um, you know, not having too much time to prepare. Um, and and listen, the, the most important thing is is that Rangers have got far far more quality, uh, and and and, and they play real expansive football, um, at Ibrox. So yeah, I mean it'll be a very very difficult game. And and Jim's a realist. He said in there he'd like to go and be a little bit more expansive, but ultimately his job is to get his team organised, be difficult to beat, and it's up to Rangers, Andy says, to break them down. But you know they're used to teams going to Ibrox and doing that. So. You would feel like expect Rangers to get the victory
3: Thanks Andy Enjoy your day tomorrow uh, Before we get you two to go on and enjoy your day You have to come up with the answers to tonight's full-time teaser Can you name the 10 players Who got 10 or more top-flight goals in Scotland last season? So we're just testing your memory You've got Morelos and Boyle Odds and Edward Yeah, he was top yeah. with
5: 18 uh, yeah. Liam Boyce mm, No I'll go for the obvious one James Tavenier Yes, 12 for him as well. I just remember And uh, the other one, Kevin Nisbet, did I say that? Yeah, you didn't, but you should because he got 14. 1, um, 2, 3,
3: 4, 5 so far.
5: Brian G- um, David- Kent?
3: Yes, Ryan Kent got the 10 he just got uh-huh. on.
5: David Turnbull? Um,
3: no, 9 for him last oh, yeah. season. Callum McGregor? No. So you've got 4 to get, we'll get them next. <laughs>
0: Baubles all year long. Merry Christmas from Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
3: Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevens. You can still phone in. You can still tweet us before we go. And these two have to come up with the answer. To the full time teaser Now you could always Submit a question If you've got a bit of time In your hands Maybe you get a nice Football trivia book Do people still get them? I'm not sure But anyway mm-hmm. Fulltime at Clyde1.com That's the address you need If you want to hear Your question on the show This one's been sent in By Stephen in Hamilton And we really do appreciate it Can you name the 10 players Who got 10 or more Scottish top flight goals Last season So you're doing okay You've got Morelos and Boyle And Edward And Tavernier And Nisbet and Kent Stevie May No
5: Um, Kima Roof
3: Yes He got 14 Okay So where are we 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 3 To get Take one more guess at the moment Lee Griffith
5: Nope. (laughs) Erm I'm just going to say he's, I know his suddenly McGrath uh, um, Jamie. Jamie Jamie McGrath That could be the
3: answer Of the night so far Well done He got 10 as well Jamie mm. McGrath Right two more to get We'll hopefully get them Before the end of the season I Before players. the end of the season for the end of the night I got a player's first name Correct <laughs> Yeah There is a first yeah, for everything I, <laughs> um, I must admit I'm seeing quite a lot of I was going to say funny But I guess it's not mm. It's not funny To those involved It's mm. funny on the outside So uh, For instance uh John the Bomb has sent me a tweet, and he says, uh, mm. "It's a picture of his, his his Wayne, as he says. This was the Wayne greeting, getting a Christmas <laughs> message from Tony Watt. Now, who fancies telling her he's going? <laughs> and without, and with, without, you know, I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry, John, and um, and child, yeah. and and then without giving too much away, yeah. due to the sensitive nature of the time of year, I'm hearing a story of yeah. of Ryan who's bought a, a Motherwell shirt mm. for someone he knows, and you know you it's in the back of it, right? don't you? Uh-huh. So, um.
5: That's what football does to you Well maybe they'll say that Another player called what <laughs>
3: Honestly <laughs> <Don't> Heartbreak Heartbreak <laughs> in Lanarkshire Hugh
5: Well It's like when Stephen Gerrard left didn't it? it was a millisecond Before they started Tearing down all the yeah. All the banners outside <laughs> Didn't <laughs> you? With Stephen Gerrard's Face on it And all the All the stuff That they had lined up For Christmas I'm afraid was Had to be binned
3: Yeah it doesn't stand still For long Before we bring in Simon Who is a Kilmarnock fan I'll keep the Ayrshire segment Together Jim mm. You Even Made a wee joke of it to open up the show Last time we spoke to Mm. you You were the Air United Mm -hmm. manager You are now no longer Mm -hmm. What's your sort of feelings on that now Looking back and how it unfolded
5: Yeah I mean I'm obviously disappointed Very disappointed Gordon But you know you can't um, You know just uh, Especially in football You know that's the reason why you try and make light of it It's it's not a a situation where I was happy about But uh, you know football is about results We didn't get enough uh, positive wins um, You know over the last Few weeks and and not you know you you have you have to be understandable about that. But me personally, as I said, there was a few things that um, I think could had reasons for that. But the most disappointing thing for me is if you got to January and you bring your own players in. This is no disrespect to any other players, but you know the type of guys that you want that you want to work with. It perhaps that you think could make a difference. So I'd never um, had that opportunity to do that. So that that's the the most frustrating thing. But ultimately. Listen, you know, you have to respect it's like Me picking a player or leaving a player out It's a decision And the owners and the, the chairman have to make a decision They think in the best interest of the club So although I wasn't happy with it You have to accept it and move on And that's what I'll do
3: I mean, a new chief exec's just mm, gone in there yeah, And Graham yeah, Matthew, Matthew yeah. D- d- Is that one where... Get the feeling that the new guy wants wants his own direction Is that something
5: you, you... Yeah, possibly, you don't know I mean, I didn't really have a big in-depth I think, listen, when you're when you told that you're, the service are no longer required You don't have a big in-depth conversation You really just pretty much um, go on with things You know, get your gear Pack your bags and move out And if you're Mark Wilson, you send your stuff down to the charity shop <laughs> And then, you know, to hope that no one recognises initials
3: Uh, well Ayrshire is the place to be if you need a new manager Simon who's a Kilmarnock fan is that on your Christmas list by any chance yeah
1: absolutely first of all I hope you all a a really nice Christmas guys Um, and sorry to hear that all rivalry aside Jim you know it's not good to hear somebody lose their job and I thought you were doing actually an okay job and probably Mm -hmm. would have turned things around so I'm sure you'll be back in football in no time
5: thank you thanks Simon
1: Um, yeah so definitely I'm a new manager on our wish list Uh, preferably one Who has a bit more of an attacking intent, or somebody who wants to play a bit more, you know, football on the deck? Uh, If I'm being greedy, I'd like a midfielder who can pass the ball as well. Uh, You'll know, Gordon, Uh, being a Motherwell fan, um, I'm trying to think of a polite word to describe Liam Polworth but I'd say maybe "patchy" is the best word to describe him. Yeah, so somebody who who is a bit more consistent in the midfield would be would be great in my Christmas wish list as well.
3: Yeah, I mean, if you got. Managerial wise, Simon, I think you know, I think you, you came on the show the night that, that Tommy Wright left and, and said, you know, well, Jack Ross, he's become available, it's obvious, and you get it done, has has the situation changed for you or unfolded in a way that that's caused you to think a bit further?
1: Yeah, it seems it seems that like Jack Ross isn't interested, which is a shame. Um to be honest, I was looking at it. Kilmarnock is still quite a big club. Uh, you look at the other clubs in Scotland, he's not going to get the, the Hearts job, obviously. Um, Aberdeens looks like it's pretty solid at the moment. You look at there are many other bigger clubs. If he brings Kilmarnock up to the Premier League, you know, he's he's probably going to be... We're going to be one of the top six, seven, eight clubs in, in the country. Motherwell, obviously, yourselves have got a, a solid managerial job. So, you know, I thought it would be an option. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's going to be. Obviously, you never know. But uh, looking at the, the other options... I'm not sure where you would go with that. Um, Neil McFarlane is somebody who I'm interested in, under-23 manager at Brentford. Obviously, he came through at Kelly's youth system, You know, played for Hearts, uh, Queen of the South, among other teams in Scotland. Uh, he seems to have a good record down south. Um, Stephen Naismith, as well, has been talked about. They're like, a big risk. But, you know, he's highly thought of by by a lot of people Steve Clarke's brought him into the Scotland setup, So, you know, maybe that's something he's supposedly, according to the newspapers Would be interested if Kelly made an approach So, that's something, you know, you're going down a different route there Of a, a sort of coach rather than a manager But, yeah, be interesting to see in the, the
3: coming weeks The experienced campaigners like Jim Duffy, I'm sure, would would have something to say Hugh, Is it the direction that we're seeing a bit more and more? I'm just looking even at the last week Sean Maloney's gone into Hibs oh. You know, first managerial job, the Morton job. Dougie Emery got it. First managerial job. Yeah, I'm not saying it's wrong, by the way. F- far from it, but it just feels like there's a there is a real willingness at the moment. Whether it was a a Stephen Naismith or or something similar, can you see that? Yeah, I think there's a a mood
4: in the air to try things. You know, the, when Tam Courts was appointed at Dundee United, the fans were unhappy. Who is he? Where's he from? What is he going to do for us? Uh but Tam Courts has done a, mm. a first class job so far. Um Sean Maloney, that's not a problem. He's been working with the best for years. Uh but I think there is a a mood in the air to to go after a Neil McFarlane. Uh you know, think outside the box uh and just don't go down the well he's available, uh, that kind of route. Um so I think Neil McFarlane would be an interesting appointment. Uh, I just wonder, some guys might think Kilmarnock, because they're in the championship, is a retrograde step. Also, because Kilmarnock flit between the playoff places and just beneath that, you know, people might be thinking, well, I'm not too sure if they're going to get into the playoffs. But if you believe in yourself... You would have the mindset That
3: yeah. I will take them Into it's, the the playoff It's got to remain Attractive Jim Does it not Because I get that This brings its own pressure And its own expectation But they'll have The biggest budget in the league or Certainly up there um, Yeah I think it will be The biggest won't it Because there was a lot made Of keeping it the same From From when they went down So it's not often You get the chance to walk into That type of environment
5: Yeah And as uh, Simon said there You know that you've got opportunity to bring in Probably two or three Minimum players in January So yeah I think Stephen Smith Would probably be the obvious one For me but, you know, again, there's no formula for whether it's a first-time manager or an experienced manager. If you look at the other four teams in, in, in the top half, they're all very experienced managers. Billy Dodds, Dick Campbell, obviously, at the top of the league, uh, John McGlynn, Ian McCall. They're all very, very experienced. Yeah, very true. So, you know, there's no formula. New guys get in like Doogie Emery and, uh, you know, as and, and, and you say, Sean, Sean Maloney, and it, uh Hibbs. So but for me, someone like Stephen Naismith, he knows Commander. he knows the expectations. Listen, there's only one remit you've got at Commander, and that is to get promotion. Now, ideally, they want to do it, you know, by winning the league. If not, they have to do it through the playoffs. But, you know, the directors have come out and said that quite plain. Listen, your job is to get promoted. So if you believe in it and you've got the confidence to do it, then you've got to take that gamble. As I say, for me, it would be Stephen Naismith, I think, would be the ideal candidate at this moment in time.
3: Simon it was nice to speak to you Have a nice Christmas Thank You too, guys Good man that was Simon from Comarmac. Comarmac fan looking ahead Seeing what manager uh, they may or may not get for Christmas so I think we'll probably have to leave it there on the phones I don't want to just squeeze one more in And get rid of you after 10 seconds So I think we are best certainly leaving it there I'm trying to think in terms of today's news Today's uh, agenda if you like Have we missed anything? I don't think so Hugh I think we've covered off no, it's Most all about the...
4: all about Sunday now and how people react, how players react to the five hundred rule. Uh, you know, we had a, a blistering second half to the cup final last Sunday. Uh, we've had tremendous matches of late, uh, all the last gasp ones that the uh, Celtic have had. Rangers under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst turning into the juggernaut. Uh, now, when people go away. Through no fault of their own How does it affect everything? That's the big
3: question for Sunday You know you're going to have to Take it easy tomorrow though Six hour show on Sunday We're here (laughs) Listen Okay You've you've done this before haven't you?
4: I've told you I've only got This six year old like a coiled spring. I've only got to look after him and then I'll be
5: back
3: refreshed.
5: The stamina of a mo that man. Oh, yes, yeah,
3: yeah, that doesn't it does. I think I think I think that's for sure he will be here. He will be fine. Let's um try and round off tonight's teaser. We're looking for the 10 players who scored 10 or more goals in the Scottish top flight last season. So that was this year It wasn't that long ago but feels like a long time ago In oh. fact even you said there That the cup final Was only last weekend
4: Yeah
3: yeah. I don't know whether it's because It's been quite a mad week In Scottish football That feels like a Long time ago Yeah A lot yeah. longer than Five so days It's always a mad week been. But listen it's
5: a mad week It's a mad week mad in week football week. In general I know. But, uh, I know Right
3: anyway Let's round off the teaser You've got Morelos, Boyle, Edward, Tavernier, Nisbet, Kent Roof And McGrath So what's that Two more to get
5: I think, I think I've got one But I, I can't get the last one Go on Mohamed Elanussi Yes well
3: done I wondered oh. if any of you Would miss him out He It's a very good season We got 10 league goals To be
5: honest I was Through the top teams And then thinking yeah. right, Go for Rangers Who in the league Who was in that Go for Celtics Who was that And then Edouard and Elanussi he, he ended two, up having I mean. a,
3: a decent season In front of goals Scored goals mm. that, That's just his league mm. goals Of course yeah, as well
5: International as well Didn't he score and then He started off his season Quite well at Southampton and Unfortunately injured I think didn't he
3: One more Hardest by a mile I would say Jordan you White it,
5: nope. No You need to give us a clue I think
3: is it a St. the player?
5: It's one of Tony
3: Watt's ex-teammates.
5: Tony Watt's ex-teammates?
3: It's not Motherwell. It is. Would you believe? Played at Motherwell? Yeah, and got 11 league goals last season. <laughs>
5: hmm.
3: um, you he a striker? You can remember, you, you used to love it. It was... Longy And Langy oh, and, Cole. and Coley Cole. Up front That's what Stephen Robinson <laughs> Always used Cole. to say Devante
5: Cole Devanti Unfortunately
3: Cole. for him One of these guys Who just always He gets mm. followed on As if it's like Some mm. sort of Extra name Son of yeah of course Or it's Andrew yeah. now Andrew, is it? no, it's Andrew. Andrew It's Andrew yeah. that, that is that
4: I've just seen boom boom Coming towards us Yes, Christmas Eve boom boom George Berry <laughs> is up next
3: With the GBX You've got 10 seconds Hugh To wish the listeners Merry Christmas Listen I
4: hope you all Have a terrific Christmas And we'll
3: hear from you Again on Sunday We will indeed Enjoy your day Thanks for all uh, Your loyalty Your dedication to the show Over this year We will see you on Sunday anyway And George is up next